Welcome to the Hub Crawl, a roundtable podcast discussing all things Disney. I'm Teg. And I'm Eric. Each episode, we invite two guests to bring a question and talk about one of our favorite things, Disney. Well, this week, we want to welcome a lifelong fan and uh, someone who currently works for Disney in finance, supporting Disney Plus and content licensing. Please, no questions about all the junk going on now. Welcome, <laughs> Devin, to the show. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. <laughs> also joining us this week is a Haunted Mansion enthusiast and former Mansion cast member that counts Disneyland as her home away from home. Please welcome Chris to the show. Hey, thank you for having me. All right. Well, thanks both. Yeah. yeah, thank you both for joining us. Uh, Teg, kick us off for this week. Yeah, I guess if I was a lazy bum and took a week off, I guess I could start with a question. Yeah, come on. So uh, I have kind of a theme, I guess, this week, because uh, this past uh, couple weeks, I've been able to check some Disney bucket list items off. So my question for you guys is, what is a Disney bucket list item for you? And hopefully not everybody's saying Club 33, but we'll find out. Uh, what do you think, Devin? What's a Disney bucket list item for you? I mean, working for Disney uh, <laughs> is some people's bucket list, but you and Chris can check that one off. <laughs> that's true. I guess I should say like uh, a year to get to or something. You know, it, it, that's a tough one. One. obviously it's such a broad uh, broad thing to think about i um i i think an, e- an obvious one for me but it could be someone else's answer is visiting all the parks around the world um i've been to disneyland california adventure and the four parks in florida but i've never been to any of the international parks so mm-hmm. i definitely want to get to those probably the japanese parks first because those just sound amazing but i think another one would be and this is a little more like niche um i've been on three Disney cruises. And when you go on the first, you get your castaway club membership. And then I think after one, you're silver after five, you're gold after like 15, uh. you're platinum. So platinum stat. And I think actually I just saw they introduced a new tier at like 25 or 30 oh, yeah. cruises. I was like, Oh God, people, what are you doing to me now? <laughs> now I have a new goal. So uh, my wife and I have said in our old age, we're just going to uh, do Disney cruises and try to rack up our uh, status. So think that's uh i think that's my main goal now so how about you eric well, that's a good plan right there um <laughs> tech mentions club 33 and now that i've visited uh i i'm i'm not sure i'm kind of split here do i want to be a member so i can keep going more or do i want to see all of the others i met somebody who has uh who has club 33 membership on both coasts what? and i'm like oh oh a new Another new tier that I never dreamed of. I need to see them all. Chris, what what do you think you need to to uh, to get up to? Well, I think you should become a Club Thirty Three member so you can invite me because I I really 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 want to eat there. That's Sounds all I good. want. I don't need to be a member. I just want to get to eat there. I think I'm the only person on the show right now that has not been to Club Thirty Three. So that's like the only thing on my bucket list that I have to do still. If it makes you feel any better, Chris, we've done the podcast for, I think we're coming up on six years and we just got to do it this last trip, like a couple weeks ago. So don't feel bad. Even, even when you have tons of Disney connections through various people, it sometimes takes a while. You worked there. I would have thought that you would have been able to talk to somebody to get you in, you know, a cast member or something like sneaky in the back or something. Well, they would call me every now and then, um, and they would, you know, they would call from Club 33 and try to get their members to the front of the line and stuff. And I would always say yes, hoping that they would 
get me in one day, but no luck. You're like, you know, I'll get your person to the front if you just let me in, let me order a plate of food. We'll be good. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. Well, bucket list item for me. Well, I guess a new one uh, for me uh, since Club 33 is off the list and a VIP tour also got to experience one of those. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. So I guess now staying in a theme park room, a theme park view room at the Contemporary, I think, is on my list that I, I don't want to be in the DVC wing. I don't, you know, the Bay Lake Tower. I want to be in the actual A-frame Contemporary and I want a theme park view room ever since I was a kid and would be walking home from middle and high school in California and stop in the travel agency and look at it always take their little free maps. And <laughs> I always thought that the contemporary was the coolest hotel in the world. And when I went to Disney world and went and visited the lobby, I just thought it was so magical. The monorail going through and everything, it was just amazing. And I would love to stay there. And of course, who doesn't, who's not a Disney parks fan that doesn't want to visit all the Disney parks around the world. So I think that is also on my list of things to do, I have been to uh, both parks in California, the four parks in Florida and Paris, and I'm actually returning to Paris in July because we're going to be over in Europe. And of course, I'm going to stop over there while we're there because I would not be a good Disney fan if I didn't. So, oh, of course. Yeah. Then I just need to meet up with Devin and go do the Asia parks. Uh, yeah, let's next, do it, I man. Guess. Let's do it. Do the whirlwind oh, tour. Yeah, it'd be a lot of fun. <laughs> Well, that wraps up our first question. Now we go to Devin for your question. Sure. So what attraction or show do you all most want to experience at a Disney park that you've yet to attend? Um, how about you, Eric? Uh, the first thing that comes to mind is is Journey to the Center of the Earth at Disney Sea. I've heard such great things about it. Um, it, it sounds like this amazing, amazing ride. And I'm trying not to hear too much about it. I've never watched a video of it. I've never looked into it too much. I just hear so many good things. I'm like, okay, just most of Disney Sea. Let's not look into it and just assume that we'll go there someday. Tron, I'll see it at the Magic Kingdom when it comes along. I don't need to travel for that one. Chris, uh, what do you think? Well, I've only been to Disney World one time, so there is a lot that I haven't done yet. I would really like to go see um, Spaceship Earth, I think is what it's called, at Epcot. Or if I had my daughter, I would probably do Cosmic Rewind because I heard that's pretty cool. But if I went to Animal Kingdom, I really want to go on Expedition Everest just to see something that Joe Rody did and, you know, put his stamp on would be really cool. It, All tag. good choices. <laughs> All I got to say, Chris, is you you were done wrong with Disney World because you you've been there but you haven't done some, like Spaceship Earth is like <laughs> oh man that would have it hurts I, know. I was done wrong and our bonus question will answer that okay <laughs> okay yeah I just feel bad because one of the first things I wanted to do and I was I felt so fortunate was when I went to Epcot that Spaceship Earth is like right there at the entrance and there was a basically no line for it and I just I'm still in awe of that attraction it's the fact that it's all inside of that geodesic dome is just just mm -hmm. amazing. Um, Cosmic Rewind, I'm a little concerned about because I've seen people like get sick on it and stuff. So um, it wasn't so bad. <laughs> it wasn't so bad because you no. went on it. I, yeah, I've been on it uh, two or three times. It was it was pretty great. Yeah, is it great. Oh, my so my nieces fun. loved it. My mom and dad loved it. My wife loved it. So we 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 were all good. 
Nice. I did see a photo from one of the times it broke down. And I'll tell you, unlike Space Mountain, which I think everybody yearns to see with the lights on, the photos that I've seen of Cosmic Rewind with the lights off are the least magical thing I've ever seen in my life. So I would implore people to not go look for pictures of that because it's not great. But for me, I would say the Beauty and the Beast ride that's a trackless ride out in Tokyo, I think it is, looks amazing. The animatronics look amazing. The ride system looks amazing. I love the Beauty and the Beast movie. It gives me that same feeling of the trackless kind of wonder and amazement and quality that like Mystic Manor at Hong Kong Disneyland has. Um, So I I really want to see that. And also, uh, Eric, I'll jump on your bandwagon with the journey of the center of the earth at Disney Sea because I've also heard good things about that. Now, I have watched videos and I feel like I don't get to the experience of the attraction by watching a video. Like I was like, oh, I don't really understand this attraction. So uh, good on you, Eric, for not watching any YouTube videos because I don't think it would matter. Oh, okay. Mm. (laughs) Devin, what about you? Yeah, it was. This was my own question. Was tough for me to answer because uh, it it does sound like there are so many good attractions at the um, the Japanese parks. I mean, they just do such a great job there. But I love the haunted mansion in general and any iterations of the haunted mansion. And um, Mystic Manor just sounds and looks so amazing. Um, the biggest view of it I saw was I think in the Imagineering story on Disney mm-hmm. Plus when they they talked about it and. You know, having that trackless ride system, the Danny Elfman score in it, um, the fact that it has somewhat of a different storyline, it's a bit more whimsical than your average um, Haunted Mansion. It just looks great. And it's honestly the only attraction I can even think of at Hong Kong Disneyland off the top of my head. Um, (laughs) You know, so I'm sure there are other great ones, but that's the one that stands out. So, um, yeah, I definitely want to get to that at some point. It looks amazing. I, I have to. I didn't want to take it from you, Devin, um, before you <laughs> talked about it. But I forgot. I sometimes forget about that, and it is. It does look great, and I I look forward to one day being able to experience it. I think. Yeah how how else can you take the haunted mansion and do it in a completely new way? That it, is just amazing. Yeah, even different than Phantom Manor, which I also hear is pretty great, and I would love yeah. to see. Um, I debated no, those two, France. Phantom Manor and Mystic Manor. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I was yeah, like, Phantom, I'll go with Mystic. <laughs> Phantom Manor, just a couple of years ago, they did a whole new upgrade for some of that stuff. And they did some pretty cool effects. And honestly, Eric, I don't know why, but I'm I'm surprised that you haven't been to any of the overseas parks. I you know, I I'm also a little surprised. We had some we had some trips planned that, that we were planning for uh this this magical year 2020. <laughs> And some of those didn't pan out. It was weird. Yeah, I don't know why. That's what I, happened. I lots, lots of people had stuff planned, I just, and I just lost the desire. I suppose. Yeah. Disney decided it was going to shut down for a while. It didn't want everybody's money. Right. Take a take a break. Weird yeah. choice. Bad for the stock. I I, I would assume. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> so weird. Yeah. Well, that is two questions down by the the sound of my dog howling in the background. That means we we finished two whole questions, and that's our halfway point. Um, so if you like what you've been hearing, uh, please head over to thehubcrawl.com slash support. Send us uh, it, send us a few bucks and and support the show. We we do not have we do not have advertisers, we don't have sponsors. It's all you folks who support the show. 
And uh, what you get is access to our fun Discord chat. And you can chime in on our bonus questions, which is the other thing that you get. You get a little bit more show. You get a little, little earlier. And, um, yeah, you can contribute. We've got some some big contributions. So I think let's save those for the actual bonus. But I want to put the question out there. You wet people's appetites here. Um, have you ever had an experience with Disney that didn't go as you thought it would, either in a better way or a less than better way? Um, so we, we've got some some folks in the chat who chimed in, and um, I'm mad at one of them. And, <laughs> <laughs> and we've got our own opinions. So chime in on that. Uh, send a few uh, a few dollars our way, and uh, we'll we'll let you into the super cool club. It's much cheaper than Club Thirty Three. I should I should mention. Yeah, yeah, so Chris, you should want to be in our in our hub crawl club. I we'll do let you want in. to be in the hub crawl club. I do definitely. Yeah. Well, it's time to get back to the questions. Let's see what Eric has for us this week. Well, I noticed that we were all really focused on Disney Parks experiences, so I wanted to to know about your best or or most memorable Disney uh, meal experience. Uh, Chris, what do you, what are you thinking for this first? First answer here. Okay. So um, one thing I did write when I was in Disney World was I went to be our guest. And that was a very impressive venue, I will say. Um, but it wasn't my best dining experience. I think my favorite experience was eating at Carthy Circle in DCA. In October, I went with our friend and fellow cast member, Ruben, and my husband and our kids. And we went, it was raining that day. And so we went inside and it was cozy and um, the food was good. I had mashed potatoes. They were worth the $14. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The drinks were good and it was just good company. And, you know, when we get our kids, Logan and Franny together, they always just have a really good time. So yeah, it was a good experience. All right. Well, I have to agree that, uh, that, I have met uh, Chris in person and Franny and Ruben and um, you just said his name and it just fell right Logan. out of my head. Logan. And they are amazing together. Franny and Logan mm-hmm. together are just so adorable. You know, little kid energy. Every time I see Logan, I, I say to him, man, I wish I had like a tenth of your energy. It would make right. this trip so much, so much easier for me. But um Eric, this was a challenging question because one of the things that I enjoy about Disney parks is the food. Now, if you go back 10 years, I would not have said that because Disneyland had some pretty awful food for quite a while. And Disney World had all the like high-end culinary experiences. Yeah. That is not the case anymore. So, um, but I am going to give a couple... Two of my four potential answers here, Eric, are from Disney World, which I think you should be happy about. So I think for atmosphere, I would have to say be our guest because depending on what room, uh, Chris, which room were you in for oh, be our yeah. guest? I, I was in the most impressive room, the big room, and I had a really good seat too. But I mean, I went and looked at all the rooms. So yeah, I recommend that people, if you do go to be our guest, go look in all the rooms because there's mm-hmm. the cool room that has the flower in it. It gets dark and everything. And then um, there was like, what, is it like the library room or something that's on the other side? And then there's yeah. like the main ballroom room. Right. And that's where I ate. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
but amazing restaurant. Of course, the Blue Bayou in Disneyland is uh, great for atmosphere. And the San Angel Inn in Mexico, the Mexico Pavilion of Epcot, is very much like Blue Bayou. And I like that idea. It's very similar because there's a boat going by you. It looks like it's nighttime. It looks like you're outside, even though you're inside, etc. Now, food quality, I have to say... Uh, Club 33 was really good. I got the uh, filet there, and I thought it was really great. Or Carthay. I also had some um, some type of beef at Carthay, and I also thought that was great. And both of those locations have amazing service and just great atmosphere. So I, I covered, like, every good restaurant. Yeah. I apologize. <laughs> great, great answer, Tag. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I like food. Uh, Devin, what about you? <laughs> Those are great answers. On this one, you know, I, I thought about there's so many great places. I still have not been to so many restaurants at Disney World, and it sounds like Disney World does food better than most places. So I didn't really go with anything there because I wasn't sure. I have been to Club 33 once, not through any connection of mine as a Disney employee, but through a connection of my wife's. And it was fantastic. But I think everyone expects Club 33 to be fantastic. It's just, it's so good. Carthay, again, fantastic. But I approached it a little differently. And so back in the late 90s, that was when my family and I first got annual passes to Disneyland. Growing up, I wasn't, you know, we didn't have the most money as a family. So it was a big deal to go to Disneyland. And so in the late 90s, my parents came into a little bit more extra money and we splurged on annual passes. And so it was like a big deal on Friday nights, we'd go to Disneyland. And, you know, this is back when annual passes were what, like $200 for the almost highest level one. And, um, <laughs> you know, but we'd go often. So obviously we couldn't really afford to eat there all the time. So honestly, most of the time we brought in like Togo's and Subway sandwiches and we would eat at like the, uh, um, either out in the picnic area or at the, um, oh gosh, I'm blanking on the name, the uh, next to Splash Mountain, the uh, Hungry Bear. Hungry Bear, yeah. And we would sit there next to the river and everything. And so it wasn't even the food. I think it's just a memory of like sitting there and, you know, just good times with my family as as a kid and just, uh, yeah. And it just felt like a simpler time too, right? Like if you think of Disney in the 90s to Disney now, like drastically different. So um yeah, I wish I could bottle that up and, and go back to that. That was that was a good time. <laughs> and uh, how about you, Eric? Well, one of my most I, I I yeah I do try to eat at new places every time I go, but we've got a lot of favorites, and the the one that came to my mind, the experience that came to my mind when I thought of this question. In fact, it was wanting to talk about this experience that had me generate the question uh, because we tell this story all the time was a trip to Le Cellier. It was our first trip to Le Cellier in Epcot. That's the Canadian steakhouse. Um, has always been a popular place. Not not always easy to get reservations. And this particular time, we we went for it. We did it. We had a plan. It, we went kind of early. It was maybe like 4 o'clock or something. And supposed to be an early dinner. It helped get to get the reservations there. That's a tip. If you eat at weird times, they, <laughs> either early or late. Uh, you'll you'll have a better chance of getting a reservation. And we we had planned on spending the rest of the night walking around Epcot, waiting for illuminations and everything. And we had we were excited because they had poutine, which you, you don't see a whole lot. I, I suppose it's become a little more popular these days. There's there's a poutine place in Disney Springs, but 
gravy fries and cheese curds. You can't go wrong. So we started with a big plate of poutine and I had, well, we of course both had large steaks and potatoes and everything. Um, there's this Canadian brewery called Unibrow and I had their, their anniversary special ale for, for my first beer. And then I had a La Fine du Monde and for, ever since when I have steak, I want to have a La Fine du Monde. It was such a, mm-hmm. like an enduring memory, but by the end of it, we stood up and we felt awful. We were so full, <laughs> so full of meat and cheese and potatoes. We, we both felt like we had food babies. We just felt bloated and gross. And my, we left Le Cellier. My wife's like, I want to go back to the hotel. So we, we waddled back to the front of the park. We got pictures in front of Space Mountain because there was a cast member there taking taking pictures for photo pass. And they're like, hey, you want a picture? And we're like, yay. And we just had a we're very neutral expressions like we want to sleep now. Please let us go. And uh, yeah, we treasure those pictures and we treasure that experience. The only thing close to that, Eric, was when we did... Uh... Was it last year? Was it? I don't think it was December. I think it was last D23, maybe. We finally ate at Storytellers. No. And we did the buffet. <laughs> yeah. And I felt awful. And Teresa laughs at me because I didn't want to eat like the rest of the trip. Like I would eat and I wouldn't finish my plate because I was so afraid that I would feel that full again. <laughs> I remember walking down Hollywood Boulevard in DCA. Just like, what did I do to myself? Uh, but it was so good. Anyway, but I just, I know how you feel, Eric. Oh, that's good. I, I think a lot of people have have had a very uh, all-you-care-to-eat ca- all time at the buffets around Disneyland lately. Yes. <laughs> well, I think that was a great round of discussion, don't you, listeners? Um, let's move on to Chris for our final question of the evening. Chris, what do you have? Okay, so I feel like Disneyland has a unique way of invoking nostalgia in its fans. And especially, you know, people have grown up with the park. So I wanted to know what your most nostalgic Disney memory is. And tag, I'm going to go to you first. Well, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, if you listen to the last few questions, I think all of us talked about memories that we have Mm -hmm. from the park and um, all of that stuff. So I think you're absolutely right that nostalgia is a huge player in decisions for people to go back to the parks. For me, I I will always remember going to Disneyland as a kid uh, with my mom and my brother. Now, I have two older brothers, and I remember two trips when I was younger, my first two trips to Disneyland. One was with my oldest brother, and one was with my middle brother, because um, they were out of the house by this point. And I remember it being such a big deal, because back in the day, you'd go to a travel agent for all of this stuff, and my mom would get <laughs> off, would would take her lunch break, and she would go to the travel agent and we got hotel. We'd always stay at the Travel Lodge, which is now, I think, around the area where Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout is. Uh, <laughs> it's where that hotel kind of used to be. There was an IHOP in the parking lot that we'd eat breakfast at to try to save some money. We'd get 
park tickets, which I think I have one around somewhere. It was like $29 a day. So that, you know, this was late eighties, early nineties and, uh, and they'd stamp it, you know, with like a little date, you know, twist date stamp. And if you wanted to leave and come back, they'd put that little, uh, the stamp on your hand that they'd put the black light on. It'd be a different character and all that. So I remember all of that stuff. I really, really enjoyed those trips. Um, you know, Splash Mountain had just opened. Uh, I I really remember the Party Gras Parade, which had the big inflatable floats. I remember the Lion King celebration. I remember the afternoon a- Disney Afternoon Avenue. There's just so many things from that time. And then, of course, every time I would come home, I I would want to build a model of Disneyland, and I'd have we'd buy the music <laughs> CDs, and I'd play the music while I'm building these you know, using other toys to try to make, you know, Disneyland, I'd buy a train set and put it around and everything. And I'd have my hot wheels that I'd use the bus to like, go pick people up at the hotel and take them to the, anyway, all of those things. So that's probably my most nostalgic Disney memory is just going with my mom, who it was a big deal. It was our one trip a year. We'd also sometimes go to universal or we'd go to the zoo in San Diego as part of it. Cause she'd drive us down um, in in our pickup truck, so three of us in our bench seat. Um, but yeah, so I I always remember those, and that's what sparked my interest. And my mom to this day says, "I wish I would never have taken you to Disneyland." <laughs> <laughs> but she knows I like it, and she's really proud of the podcast that I do. And um, anytime I have merch or anything from the podcast, she always wants a piece of it. She has a keychain and stuff like that, and she's she tells it. I need business cards when I tell people <laughs> that my son does a podcast. I want to give him a card, so. I appreciate that now, but there was many years where she thought it was the worst decision of her life. Devin, what about you? Oh, man, how do I top that? So, yeah, I mean, like Chris said, I mean, just going to Disneyland, you know, and just the whole experience evokes so many different, you know, feelings and memories. You know, my earliest memories of going to Disneyland are like the late 80s, early 90s, um, and it was like a very special event like once a year once every other year type thing the the first big like change at the park that i can really remember was when they announced they were building this new big attraction that was going to be indiana jones and it was like oh my gosh like what is this ride going to be it's like you know the biggest thing ever and i i loved even as a little kid i loved the indiana jones movies i remember we planned a trip so we would be there you know, I think in summer of 95, like after it had opened and um, yeah, like the line literally went out to the hub, oh, wow. <laughs> like all the way through Adventureland <laughs> past, which is what is now the, uh, you know, whatever the, the cafe there at the corner and everything. And, you know, so I think the first time we maybe waited like three to four hours in line to get on Indiana Jones. But, you know, they gave you those sweet like AT&T decoder cards to like mm-hmm. decode the hieroglyphics and all the effects were working in the queue, um, which I hear is almost to that point again recently. So that's great. Um, but I don't know. That was just really cool like that it was just such a like a moment in my head of like wow this place is magic like this huge experience larger than life and um you know you know since then there's been other things but i think it's just that's the first big moment in time when i feel like wow like this is just the coolest thing i've ever experienced and it's still one of my favorite rides to this day so it just shows you what a great job they did so um how about you eric what's uh what's your most nostalgic disney memory yeah we went Again, it goes back to childhood and, and the times we spent there. We we went a few times when I was a kid. And the, the time that always comes to mind when I think about 
about Disney World is getting on Haunted Mansion with my dad. He convinced me to go on. I had been to haunted houses before. I was not impressed, not happy about them, about random things popping up and screaming at you. And and he said, no, this is going to be fun. It'll be scary. And then it's fun. Let's go. And it, well, darn tootin, he was right. I mean, we, I, the, the, if you've, if you haven't been to the Walt Disney world haunted mansion, the queue's a little bit different and the building is definitely different. It's definitely darker, more sinister as you approach. And we, we had the full experience where they, the cast member like shook the doors and screamed that like, I remember he, he screamed as if he was being attacked and then he slumped against the door and you like, then you heard silence for a few seconds and then the doors open and he's just standing there smiling. <laughs> so right from the start, you know, we were right at the front. So right from the start, we were, I, I was spooked and then to go through the whole thing, but even the stretching portraits started to give you that sense that like, okay, there's something fun going on here. And I just remember loving it as we went through and got off and I was super excited. And it has been one of my favorite rides ever since. Now I don't want to derail the whole podcast, but I'm going to derail the whole podcast for a second. Go for two, it. two questions. Cause you're talking about a haunted mansion. Mm-hmm. One is for Chris because Chris worked the haunted mansion. I remember oh, yeah. that there were cast members that would sometimes if there's a there's a door that actually at Disneyland that would actually close in the the like enclose the foyer kind of area. And I remember having cast members that they could push on the door and it would like scrape it against something and it would make this like terrible screeching noise is I assume that that's something that they just frown upon now because <laughs> it destroys the attraction. I don't know if I'm giving away too much, but uh, we actually use that door as a signal that we're done loading the um, stretching rooms. So (laughs) if that door is slightly closed or all the way closed, it's a signal to the cast member in the stretching room that they can go ahead and and go. Oh. Um, And the other question is for everybody on the panel, which is, has has everybody seen the Haunted Mansion trailer that they just released a couple days ago when we're recording this? And quick, round the horn, just quick thought. Does it look good? Are you excited? Are you not excited? Eric? I haven't seen it. Ah, oh, not Devin? a trailer guy. <laughs> Shockingly, I haven't watched the new trailer yet, but I actually thought the first trailer did look good, so I'm excited for the movie. <laughs> Chris? I haven't watched the new trailer yet. <laughs> well, we I all like fail. <laughs> we all fail. I like the Mansion Muppets, but I don't know. I'm I'm very skeptical of a Mansion movie. <laughs> I'm also very skeptical, especially after their first thing with Eddie Murphy that I thought was hot garbage. Um, but <laughs> the trailer looks great. After the first trailer, I was like, this is going to be another one of those slapstick ones. And I I know that that's part of the mansion's thing, but it doesn't need to just be that. But this trailer mm-hmm. looks like it does all the fan service. It looks like it's closer to Pirates of the Caribbean than it is to the original Haunted Mansion in terms of feel and... Uh, care of the original source material. Okay. So I'm excited. I'm in. I'm I'm in regardless. (laughs) I was going to see it anyway. (laughs) All right. Well, sorry, Eric. uh, I hand back the reins. That's just fine. It's time to hand it off to Chris anyway. Okay. So do you guys remember back in the late eighties and early nineties when everything at the park was sponsored? So like Eminem sponsored star tours and, 
I don't know. I don't remember all of it. Um, I was super young. But where Fantasy Fair is now, there used to be a dance floor, and it was at the Carnation Plaza Gardens. And one of my first ever memories was dancing on that dance floor with my grandma. And I just, like, I mean, I was super young, so I just remember, like, the vivid lights. And for a long time, I thought that it was a dream or, like, a false memory. But my grandpa was really good about documenting everything, and he had videotaped my first trip to Disneyland. And sure enough, that was on there. So it definitely wasn't a figment of my imagination. It really happened. And, yeah, that's my most nostalgic memory. That's great. That's a great memory. Yeah. I I remember when they talked about switching it over to Princess Fantasy Fair, there was like almost pitchforks and riots because (laughs) of the fact that Walt used to do so many things at the gardens there um, Mm -hmm. with different bands and dance nights and, Mm -hmm. you know, all that stuff. So, Mm -hmm. yep. And I know that people were very concerned, but they kind of kept it and they still can use that area for stuff like that, which uh, I think it was a good mixture of new and old and i do think that that area you know disneyland only has so much space and they need to use as much of it as they can in a good way and before with that just being a dance area there was kind of a lot of just empty space there so i think they did as good as they can do there so that but that's a great memory and i'm glad that there's still at least something there that can maybe allow you to reflect on it It hasn't been completely replaced it's kind of strange, though, like to have a dance floor at Disneyland. Like you spend all this energy walking and, you know, playing all day. And then at the end of the day, you're going to go just dance. It's a very strange thing to have at the park, but I liked did, it. Did they bring yeah. that back for the throwback nights? Did they put it like in that area? Do you know? Because I, I, I hadn't know. looked into that at all. I was I was curious about that. <clears throat> I know they brought back some dancing, and I'm guessing that it was in the Plaza Gardens, but I don't remember for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, that does it for this episode of The Hub Crawl. We'd like to thank our guests. Where can people find you if you have any social stuff you want to plug or anything else you want to plug? Or uh, if you just want to, you know, say goodnight or whatever. (laughs) Chris? Uh, I just want to plug my ambition to go to Club 33. (laughs) Uh, But no. (laughs) Thank you guys for having me. And it's been a lot of fun. If there's anybody listening who's a Club 33 member who wants to invite Chris, contact <laughs> at thehubcrawl.com. Thank you. And we'll, we'll get you up. in contact. <laughs> Thank you. Devin, how about you? Uh, no plugs, but just thank you guys for having me. And um, I'll keep trying my darndest to bring the Disney magic to everybody. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Devin's like, just watch Disney plus stuff. That's all <laughs> yeah. you need to do. Yeah. Guys, just, just log in, subscribe. You won't be disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure that we will definitely do that. So join us next time where we continue to talk all things Disney. Thanks everybody. Thanks everybody.